as we look to the Lord, we want to do what the Bible teaches us. Always enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Aren't you thankful that we can come before the Lord and know that he hears and answers prayer? Listen to uh, the prophet Isaiah. He wrote this. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. That's Isaiah chapter 30, verse 19 there. He will be gracious if you ask for help. That's what prayer meetings are all about. Well, we are asking God for the help that only he can give, the help that we all so, so desperately need. And before I even open up God's word, I want to look to the Lord tonight. Uh, we've gotten a report. We've gotten a number of loved ones that are right now in the hospital uh, battling the COVID, some on ventilators uh, that we need to lift up before the throne of grace. We have others that are in the hospital, but thankfully not on ventilators. We have some that have COVID that are at home uh, dealing with this. Uh, so, uh, and I just don't want to focus on just the COVID. There's so many others that are physically battling uh, some disease of one form or another which makes it so much more difficult in the times that we live in. So would you join with me as we look to the Lord tonight, as, uh, as we cry out to him for the help that we need, he will be gracious. He will surely respond to our cries. Father, we call upon your name tonight, oh God. We're so thankful that we can come before your throne of grace tonight. Thank you that we can come not because of our own merit, not because we are righteous in and of ourselves, not because of some religion, but we can come because of the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. I thank you tonight for the precious blood that not only cleanses and purifies us from all sin. But even as your word declares, it ushers us before the very throne of grace tonight. So we come knowing that we are covered in the blood of the Lamb, knowing that you hear us, O oh God, because our sins have been removed from us as far as the east is from the west. Thankful, O oh God, that we can lift up our voice tonight and know that there is a gracious God who sits on the throne of grace tonight. A gracious is God who loves to hear the cries of his people that he might respond in such a gracious way, helping us in our great hour of need. So, Lord, we lift up all of those that we love that are sick, oh God, those that are in the hospital, those that are at home, oh God, uh, wherever they might be this very hour, oh God, we ask for the intervention of your spirit. We ask for nothing less than the release of your divine healing to flow into each and every single body, oh God. We pray for those that are in the hospital, oh God, on ventilators. We pray, God, that you would begin to touch their body, oh God, and clear up their lungs and strengthen their lungs, oh God, so that they might be taken off the ventilators, oh God. For every single one that's battling this virus, oh God, we pray for divine healing, oh God, for a great and immediate recovery, oh God, and that there will be no lingering side effects, oh Lord. We thank you tonight, oh God, that you 
have given man wisdom, O God, and the ability to bring about medications and develop machines, all that can help. But Father, we believe strongly in the healing power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe tonight that one word from your throne of grace and healing will flow into bodies, oh God. And, 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 and people who have weak hearts will be strengthened, oh God. And people who are battling diabetes will be cured, oh God. And people who are uh, uh, dealing with cancer will receive healing and, and the cancer will be driven from their bodies. We believe that today, Lord. And so we lift them up before your throne of grace. And we pray, Father, for healing so that your name, as always, will be honored and glorified. And all God's people said, amen and amen. I'm going to ask Pastor Tom if he would make his way up too. I'm going to ask him in a moment. Uh, Pastor Jason, where are you? Could you just do me a favor, uh, play on the keyboard something inspirational as you always do. Thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to ask Pastor Tom to lead us to the throne of grace tonight. Uh, specifically, I want him to pray for our nation. And when I say my nation, I'm talking about our Congress. We have a new president, and he's trying to put together a package that will bring some uh, financial relief to help many and, and so forth. I want us to pray for unity in our Congress. Our nation needs healing our nation used to be, needs to be unified. And I think you'll agree with me when I say it's got to begin at the top of our, meaning our leaders. If our leaders become unified, that will help bring healing and unification to our nation. So I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Tom to do uh, what the Bible teaches us in Timothy, that we're to pray for all those that are in authority. That doesn't matter that they're Democrat or Republican or, or independent or whatever they might be. We are commanded in the Scripture to lift them up before the Lord of heaven and just asking God to bless them, to give them wisdom, and in this case also to bring unity. So let's agree with Pastor Tom as he prays. Lord, we come to you tonight, God, on behalf of this, our nation, Lord. God, we understand as your people, Lord, the importance of unity, for we see examples and truths regarding that, things that you have said in your word, God, of how important it is, Lord. God, help us, Lord, as your people, Lord, to be able to demonstrate that consistently, Lord. But God, we know that, Lord, we are part of a country, a nation, Lord, and unity, Lord, is something that in these days, we have seen so little of God. We've seen so much division, Lord. And God, we know, Lord, that as we look to you, God, as we lift up our leaders, God, we can trust, Lord, that you will help, Lord, engage them, Lord, starting from the very top, O oh God, from our president, Lord, to all those that have been elected, Lord, in the Senate and, and the House of Representatives, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, all the way down, God, in all of the different positions, Lord, the 
committees, Lord, the assignments, God, that are given out, Lord. There are so many people involved, Lord. But at the end of the day, God, we know that, Lord, there has to be a spirit of unity, God, that prevails, Lord. And it has to be demonstrated and come, Lord, from the very ones that are in charge, Lord, the, those that are visible, God, those that, Lord, are in positions, Lord, of influence, God. So we lift them up to you tonight, O oh God, asking you, Lord, to do a work in their hearts and lives, God, to cause them, Lord, to see the larger picture, God, to cause them to see, Lord, the importance of bringing people together, Lord, so that this nation can regain a sense of unity throughout, God, not only just on the national level, but, Lord, on the state and local level, God, Lord, there are so many areas, God, where it would be easy, Lord, to see the division, Lord. But, God, we know, Lord, that behind the scenes, God, you are at work, Lord. For, God, we know, Lord, that those that are in charge, God, are there because you have ordained it so, God. Your word says so. And, God, so we cannot be in a position to criticize, Lord, but rather to lift up, God, to lift them up before you, God, in prayer, Lord, to ask God that you would do a work, Lord, beyond, Lord, what we can see, God, beyond what we understand even, God. Oh, God, bring it together, Lord. Bring people together, God. Lord, not in ways, God, that would be divisive, God, but in ways, Lord, that would exalt a nation, oh, God. For, Lord, we know, Lord, it's your will, oh, God. Your desire, God, that we dwell together in unity, God. So, Lord, we trust, God, that you're going to make a difference, Lord. Yes, Father. That you're going to make a way, God. Yes. That, Lord, you're going to shake things up, God, yes. so that people will realize, God, they must come together. They must discuss, Lord. They must realize that unity, Lord, is far greater and far better than acts of division, Lord. So, God, we trust our nation to you tonight, God. We trust our leaders to you tonight, oh God. And thank you, Lord, that in days to come, Lord, we will see your hand at work and we will give you praise in yes, Jesus' Lord. name. Amen. Amen. Yes, Amen. Lord. Amen. Another area that we need God to be gracious to us that we need to lift up before the throne of grace tonight. We need to cry out for our missionaries. Life is such that, especially during this pandemic, we can get so focused on ourselves, on our own needs and our own issues. And we can tend to forget that we have brothers and sisters scattered all over this globe that are also experiencing the pandemic, and many of them in worse scenarios than we find ourselves here. And yet God has called them to be there. I want us to remember them tonight. I want us to travel beyond the scope of our own little circle of life and ask God tonight to touch our missionary brothers and sisters to not only watch over them and protect them, to keep them healthy, but to give them wisdom to know 
how to move around in this season that we find ourselves in, how do they navigate it, how can they use that to bring about the gospel and touch lives with the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. I've asked Pastor Joey to prepare and lift up his heart tonight as we look to the Lord for the mission field and all those brothers and sisters who are serving him there. Pastor Joey. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the missionary God. We thank you for those men and women that you have called them out of their comfort zones and their homes and called them to go out and preach the gospel and do the work that you have called them to do. Father, we pray favor right now upon them. Lord, many countries, our missionaries haven't even been allowed to go back to, God, because of COVID and political unrest. Many areas, Lord, where our missionaries weren't able to escape from because of the current climate of situations going on in this world. But Father, I pray that you would help us to intercede for them. Lord, as Pastor said, give us a broader view. God, we we love our nation and we're grateful for this nation, but your nation is so much more than the borders of the United States. God, it exceeds across the entirety of this world, Lord. And you have a desire to reach every man and woman, God, every single heartbeat for your glory and for your honor. And so, Lord, we pray for every corner of this world, God, every person, every place, Lord. We pray for those unreached places where people have never even heard the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, this is so difficult for us in America to even fathom that there are people who have no idea, who have never heard the name of Jesus who have no concept, no understanding of who that is. And yet, there are thousands and millions of people who have yet to hear your name. God, we pray for the men and women that you have called to go into those cities, to go into those villages, to go into those towns and preach the gospel, many of whom are going to hear it for the first time. God, we pray for those strongholds of the enemy. Lord, where religious persecution is real, where where Christians' lives are threatened on a regular basis. And we thank you for the brave missionaries who, in spite of that, said, yes, I will go. Yes, Lord. Father God, we pray that you would open doors. God, we pray that you will make ways. God, we pray that you will give them divine favor. We pray for unique conversations, God. Yes, Lord. Lord, there's no way we can accomplish the work you've called us to if it wasn't for your power and your authority to lead it. God, we pray from a practical sense for the finances of our missionaries. Lord, sadly, with the economic downturn that we experienced this past year, many churches have chosen to cut the missionary budget. Lord, I thank you that we have made a decision to not do that, God. Lord, I'd rather take a pay cut. The church, I know, God, as a staff, we would all be in agreement that we would rather cut our own before we cut the work of the missionary. Not because they're any more valuable, God, but because your mission is still important. And Father God, I just pray in our own households, God, as we're making budget cuts, Lord, I pray let the cable bill go before what we give to our missionary does. God, I pray that we'd go on a lesser phone plan. God, I pray that we would let go of our coffee. God, there's so many other things that we feel like we can't live without, but the world is literally living without you right now and they need to know your name. Father, we pray that our missionaries will be fully funded. We pray that our missionaries would have every tool necessary to preach the gospel. We pray that our missionaries would have no excuse to not go to where you called them to go and do what you called them to do because you have provided in every way, shape, and form. And God, we thank you that you give us, the believers, those of us who have stayed at home, the opportunity to partner with these missionaries. 
Lord, they are extensions of the body of Christ. God, they are part of what you've brought us together. Lord, we have over 60 missionaries here at Belmont Assembly of God. Each one of them is vital as any pastor on staff. God, we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for bringing them to our mind, God. We thank you, Lord. We know that even in this year, we have uh, done well financially because of the generosity of the people and because we haven't sacrificed your missionaries. So God, I just pray, help us to continue to be faithful. Help us to be reminded that their success is not just your success, but it's our success as well. That we get to celebrate along with them when someone in Indonesia gives their life to the Lord. When someone in Sri Lanka says yes to Jesus. When someone in, in Egypt says yes to the Lord. God, that is all a celebration, not just from the cloud of witnesses, but from those of us here on earth. So Father, we thank you for this grand opportunity. And Lord, help us to not be so single-minded that we forget the global impact we can have in the gospel. Help us, Lord, to be faithful in every aspect of it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Joey. As he prayed there, uh, I couldn't help but remember that this past year, as we closed it out, uh, 2020, uh, God really helped us financially. Uh, and we were consistent in that we did not hold back on missions. Although truthfully, while our offerings re- remain constant and stable, we did take a dip in our, missionary, our missions giving but yet as a church, we felt we're not going to hold back. We're not going to scale down uh, because the, the offerings haven't come in consistently on mission. So we kept uh, giving and supporting the missionaries that we made commitments to. And I believe that's one of the reasons why, as Pastor Joey prayed, we experienced God's blessing. And I just want to challenge you. Uh, I'm not sure where you're at in your finances, uh, but I can tell you if you honor God, not just with the tithe, but if you bless giving to missions, I believe you will see God's richest blessing poured out upon your finances. I pray you just consider that in your spirit. This pandemic has really concerned so many people about the future. What's going to happen with our health, uh, What's going to happen with this virus now? There's all these mutations. Are we ever going to get beyond this thing? What about all the people that because they're sheltering in place, they're going through depression and all of these things are going to happen, are happening. Uh, And as we mentioned, there are people that have lost their jobs. There are people that can't find employment. And so they're concerned about their finances. And there are people thinking about the future. What's going to be the final outcome out of all of this? What, are we going to ever get back to, quote, normal living the way it used to be? The Word of God helps us when we are considering all of these things and being concerned about them. In the book of Isaiah... In chapter 26, two verses, verse 3 and 4. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts 
are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Notice, God gives us a promise here. God will keep. The word will there indicates a promise from God that God will keep in perfect peace. It's interesting because in the Hebrew, it, the literal translation is God will keep in peace, peace. It's, the word peace is recorded twice in the Hebrew to, to signify uh, a completeness. Uh, and so that's where we get the word perfect from. God will keep in perfect peace, complete tranquility of the soul, all. That means you, me, all of us who trust in him. All of us who have complete confidence in him. That's what the word trust there means. All of us who totally rely on him. He will keep in perfect peace everyone who trusts in him. I've learned this about trusting in God. Trust doesn't mean that you always know or understand the what or the why. What I mean by that is this. Uh, trust is, uh, doesn't always, doesn't mean that I, I trust God because I know what he's doing, I know why he's doing it, and I know when, how it's all going to end. See, some of us, we think, well, if I have all of that, then I can trust the Lord. But trust isn't banked, based upon all of that. Trust is based on a person. God himself. So to say that we trust God doesn't mean that we always have all the answers or understand everything that God is doing. In fact, uh, let me read a very familiar portion of, of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 3 in verse 5. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And listen, do not depend on your own understanding. Do not depend on your own understanding. See, sometimes we, we get concerned, uh, and that's, a, that's a, just a nice word for worry, uh, for fretting. Sometimes we get to that point where we are concerned about what's going to happen and how it's all going to unfold, simply because we don't understand. We're trying to figure out with this finite brain how this is all going to uh, come together. How is it going to pan out in the end? And what happens is because we can't understand it, we often have difficulty trying to trust God. But the Word of God exhorts us, don't lean on your own understanding. Why? Because as the Word of God declares, His ways are not our ways. And His thoughts are not our thoughts. We need to recognize we're not going to always understand what God is doing or why God is doing it. But that doesn't mean that we can't trust Him. We can still trust the Lord. We can still trust it because of who he is and that he has promised in his word that he will work out all things for the good. 
That is the promise of God's word that he will work out all things. That all things includes this pandemic. God will work it all out for the good. What the good is, I don't need to know. You may not know. We don't need to understand it, but we can trust in the one who's made the promise. We can put our confidence in him. God is the only one that you and I should put our trust in. And notice the Bible tells us there in verse 4, trust always in the Lord. The word always there means continually. Trust continually in the Lord. That means, if I could take a step back, that you and I need to make sure that we don't trust in things. The moment you and I put our trust in anything or anyone other than the Lord, we are on shaky ground. No, I don't put my trust in things. I don't put my trust in society. I don't put my trust in the government. And I'm not saying that in a negative sense. I'm saying to you is they do not have the answer. God has the answer. I don't put my trust in people. With all due respect, people, especially this person, will fail you. We will say one thing and do something else. So we should never put our trust in, all, in things, and especially I'm talking about during this pandemic and, and, and the situation that we're facing. I thank God for the vaccine, but my trust is not in the vaccine. I thank God for doctors and, and the government, everything they're trying to do. But you know what? God has the final answer. Especially, don't trust in yourself. Because we all have this sinful nature where we think we have all the answers, where we think we know what's right. And I don't know about you, but uh, I am 68, soon to be 69. And I have made so many mistakes when I have trusted in myself. But very few when I've trusted in the Lord. God and God alone is the eternal rock. He's always secure. He's always unwavering. That's why you and I need to trust in the Lord today. During this pandemic, more than ever before, what the people of God need to do is to keep their trust in the Lord. The Bible teaches us in Philippians, come on, you know these verses in Philippians chapter 4, beginning in verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, come on, say then with me there. Then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. During this pandemic, hear the word of the Lord. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about your, your physical health. Don't worry about your finances. Don't worry about how this is all going to unfold. Don't worry about what life is going to look like in the future. Don't worry about any of those things. Instead, bring come before God with thanksgiving in your heart for what he already has done. 
and then bring him all your petitions. Let him know what your needs are. And then supernaturally notice, then, then God will impart to us his peace. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. We do the trusting. God does the keeping. Listen to me. Let me say that one more time. Because the Bible teaches us that if we trust, he will keep in perfect peace. So if we do the trusting, God will do the keeping. God will keep you and I in perfect peace so long as we put our trust in him. And then also in Isaiah, he says, if we fix our thoughts on him, if we fix our thoughts, going back to Philippians now, uh, and we go down now to verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keeping, uh, keep, excuse me, keep putting into practice all you have learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing, then the God of peace will be with you. Fix your thoughts. Fix your mind on everything that is right, pure, and lovely. And who is more right? Who is more pure? Who is more lovely than the Lord Jesus himself? Fix your thoughts on the Lord. Then the God of peace will be with you. You see, you and I have a choice every single day that God gives us breath, we have a decision to make. Where are we going to fix our thoughts? What are we going to focus on, in other words? If I focus on the external of life, I'll begin to be concerned and begin to think about, well, how am I going to get through this pandemic? Am I going to catch this virus? And if so, am I going to recover? And, and what about this vaccine? Should I get it? Should I not get it? And what about my finances? Man, things are going all healthy. They're talking about missions. I don't even know if I'm, I'm going to get the next piece of bread. I talk about missions, and I don't know about tomorrow, and all these things, and I got to save for tomorrow. And, and, and all of a sudden, oh my God, things are going so crazy, and now all of a sudden, is it any wonder that we've got people depressed? Is it any wonder that we got people feeling down and blue? And all those that are worrying and some, sadly, even thinking that I need to calm my thoughts with alcohol? No, we need to fix our thoughts on Jesus Christ. Because if we fix our thoughts on him... He'll help us remember what he's already done and what he is yet to do. His peace will guard our hearts and our minds. We can focus or fix our thoughts on the Lord and his word, or we can fix them on the external issues of life. One produces worry 
the other produces perfect peace. Here's a thought that came to my heart as we close and get to pray. During this pandemic, listen, we don't want to just survive. We want to thrive. We, just, we don't want to just survive. I don't want to just make it through. I want to thrive during this pandemic. I want to thrive, and I'm talking about spiritually. I want my faith to grow strong. I want my life spiritually to be stronger than it's ever been before. I, and, and in order for that to be accomplished, I need perfect peace. I can't produce perfect peace. I can only receive it from God. You can't produce perfect peace. You can only receive it from God. And we receive it when we do our part, where we put our trust in him and we fix our thoughts on him. He will keep us in perfect peace. Pastor Jason, I hope and pray, brother, you have a, a perfect peace song. Could you lead us, please? thoughts on you. In this moment, oh God, in this time that we find ourselves in during this pandemic, boy, our thoughts can go in so many different directions. 
there's so many different voices saying we should do this or we should do that or this should happen or that should happen. And there's so many concerns that are rising up, oh God. Will we ever get back to normalcy? How are we going to make it through this thing financially? What's going to happen to us physically? Teach us, Lord. Help us, Spirit of the Lord, to put our trust in you. To have our confidence, our complete confidence on you and you alone. For you have promised in your word that you will work out all things for the good. We may not understand how or what, but Lord, we can trust still because you're not men that you should lie. And you have always been faithful and true to your word. May every single one of us discover your perfect peace as we put our trust in you. Help us to fix our thoughts, oh God, on you and your word. I, we, we talked even this past week, oh Lord, about the importance of your word. And I pray, oh God, that we would recognize in order for us to trust in you, in order for us to fix our thought, to focus on you, oh God, we also need to focus on your word. Because it's through your word that you will continue to speak to our hearts to help us, to guide us, to help build our trust in you so that your peace that passes all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And we thank you for that in your precious name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love God's word. I love the encouragement that it gives us, the guidance that it gives us. And I hope and pray that tonight, God's word has encouraged you and yet also challenged you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. Acknowledge him and watch what he is going to do. Watch how his peace floods your soul. Blessed be his wonderful name. Just want a, a quick reminder that uh, on Sunday, Lord willing, we're going to be uh, gathering together, uh, obviously through the internet, uh, not here, but we're going to be gathering around the communion table. So at home, get that, uh, those emblems ready, the bread and the juice, however you uh, feel to work that out. So you can be prepared to celebrate and remember the Lord as we partake in communion on Sunday. Until then, God bless you and stay safe.